Last King Podcast, episode number Go Kill Yourself Squad. <laughs> okay, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the recently released Suicide Squad, uh, No Man's Sky, probably a little bit of Telltale's Batman. I know we have way too much Batman content already, but... If we just like the guy so much, honestly. I love I mean, the guy death. the cape, yeah. the suit, everything. So, okay. Well, uh, this is the week, the month. We've been, I mean, maybe just um, a general one-sentence review on the movie from you, my co-host, Mr. Toffee. Hey, what up? And you are, of course, you haven't introduced yourself, Mr. Toffee. I am the other co-host, okay. You don't use the Mr. Okay. okay. No, but, Mr. Mr. <laughs> no, Mr. Mr. But okay, um, so I saw this thing, and wow, one sentence for now. Not as bad as BVS, <laughs> which isn't saying much. Well, I'm just gonna say it's only thing saving this movie are the three top listed actors. So you're, you're definitely what saved it was Will Smith, Margot Robbie, and Viola Davis. Yep, that's correct. Those three. Which is a bad thing because this is an ensemble piece, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I are you also kind of implying that everybody else is kind of forgettable? Forgettable to outright crap, maybe. I mean, there were actually some moments in the film that I liked. Okay, for those who don't know, the Suicide Squad are these ragtag team of, like, death row convicts hired by... I, I think Wallace that's not even accurate. You, you've got to kind of mention that they are supervillains. Okay, supervillains. In uh, the DC canon. Okay, supervillains in the DC canon yeah. teaming up against their wishes and wills to take on suicide missions. Wait, I mean, not, not all of them are on death row, right? I think it was Captain Boomerang who says, like, what, well, three life sight, the sentences, you know, ten years off. <laughs> in, <laughs> I thought it was a bad Australian accent, then I kind of remembered, like, oh, I think Jai Courtney is bad, Australian. You know? <laughs> I thought I was supposed to have a bad Australian. Not everyone has to sound like Final Concourse. Oy, oy, oy. Oy. Yeah, but yeah, Captain Boomerang, okay, you know, getting some shine in this movie for some reason. Now, okay, let's. You gotta go. put a flash villain in somehow, right? You gotta put a flash villain. Yo, imagine if they had this with Gorilla Grog instead. <laughs> Wait, was he ever in a He was point? No But he did They did kind of Pull him off In the TV show Of Flash hmm, Okay okay So okay Maybe he's uh, just talking With his mind right Did he talk I don't remember He's telepathic show. Telekinetic I don't know But basically He is like Professor X If he was a giant ape But okay um, We're gonna analyze this Let's really break it down yeah. Okay Personal opinion Did you like it I thought it was okay. So I'm leaning more towards yes. So it's more like 60% yes, 40%. I wish they edited it better. Now, here's the thing. The first part when they introduced everyone, that was great. Second part and between the second and the third act, Uh everything just dragged on really took a while. And then when it came to the big reveal, it was stuff that was already introduced to us like in the first act and the second act. I'm Mm. referring to, of course, okay, spoiler alert, the oh yeah, yeah by the way spoilers yes <laughs> all over the place because I'm gonna shit on everything <laughs> okay now the thing is yeah they introduced this villainess called the Enchantress also a pretty big name in the DC canon okay she summoned Incubus after getting out she was supposed to be the pro like she was supposed to be the early member but she kind she kind of backstabbed everyone because the Enchantress just wants to fuck shit up basically is, do you feel that this is the biggest problem with the movie, the Enchantress character? Because what I f- like, how they got her in, and how she became the so-called 
big plot device and her choice for creating some sort of doomsday machine I'm just gonna go on a whole tirade about how Enchantress was totally out of place unnecessary but okay I'll I'll hear your thoughts first okay I know that you need a big villain in all of this and I guess you could just bring someone from the DC canon who's basically outwitting and no, okay maybe not so much outwitting outmatching everyone in terms of spellcasting and whatnot yeah, but I was kind of hoping but for that was like how, but I feel that that was what the suicide squad was meant to be they're supposed to tackle anything against your odds against your powers and whatnot I mean you have your group I mean Deadshot he shoots really well that doesn't really work well against magic for he, he never misses unless he's he shooting never, Margot Robbie yeah <laughs> and then um, yeah 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 and then you got Harley Quinn all she does in this movie is she has a bat Power-wise, power-level-wise. And a gun, sometimes. Yes. And she's uh, got, got that... El Diablo as well. El Diablo is actually... He shoots fire, but only when he wants to. He, <laughs> he, actually, he actually did really well, especially for key scenes involving I li- him. I like how his kryptonite is just basically guilt, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You've got Killer Croc. Basically, he just punches things really hard and nope. bites really hard. He swims. That too. <laughs> That's apparently it. He lives on the ground. That's, yeah. That was a thing. Captain Boomerang, he throws stuff and come back to him. Which, also, missed opportunity. Like, okay, I don't want to jump all over the place too much, but in the end, when they were fighting the big giant laser that shoots into the sky, shouldn't it have been Captain Boomerang who threw the bomb? Because isn't his power his ability to fucking throw things? <laughs> I have why no was, idea. <laughs> why was it Croc who, who set up the pass? It's like, wait, what? No. And then, okay, here's the thing that kept bothering me this movie is fucking disjointed it really feels like I'm watching two or three different movies slapped together and I didn't know much about the behind the scenes drama like with David Ayer and allegedly like Jared Leto as well from what I've heard as the Joker he's, 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 getting, he's going on a whole hissy feed about how, how a lot of his scenes are missing it's my movie that's why he's complaining about I guess well it's, he is in the lead scenes, and yeah. there's another wow I'm going to have a whole section about how Jared Leto not, nothing against him as an actor I'm kind of a fan but this Joker fuck this Joker oh my god <laughs> all the hot Topic juggalo jokes, right? <laughs> it's all directed. It's to him. there. It really is. It's like whatever my worst fears are when I first saw him with the cheesy tattoos and the way he acted and his and his choice in using that voice is like, is like, he's kind of like channeling Jim Carrey, and it sometimes it feels like he's trying to be like Heath Ledger because he hits that weird ah, register where it's like at the top of his throat. I mean. Granted, even even the way he laughs, his ha 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 is. I can actually see. Okay, the look isn't actually bothering me so much. It's just look fucking bothering no, me. No, 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 no. The look is more like okay. There was a time when the Joker was actually a low conman mobster kind of guy who threw money around before he became a anarchist Joker in um, Dark Knight or the Nolan Joker. Before he became the Nolan Joker, there okay. was a time in the comics he was like. No, but there is also a time I think I mean this is a friend of mine brought this up to me that this current Joker is following closer to Brian Azzarello's Joker series which I is think so he's, yes yes you know, yeah. he's like the monster sort of, kind of joke, Joker right? which I okay it's a valid Joker I'll just say this right uh, this version of Joker I mean it, there are many versions of the Joker okay and this is the one that Jared Leto is playing and his delivery and his choices Though I disagree with them, like I'm not saying that. Oh, 
like there can only be one kind of joker but i'm saying that this is not a good joker i'm at fine all. again i'm fine with that concept of the joker but again it's the execution and matters and i'm going to have to review the execution maybe he didn't he didn't more than 10 minutes of screen time to showcase what else he can do but based on what we see in the final cut this joker isn't going to cut it unfortunately no no my my real problem is is like this is the joker that's going to go head to head with ben affleck's batman now visually physically they don't seem to match up very well and i can actually see it because this joker is she's showing signs of craftiness definitely it's just again this i'm getting a feeling from no, no, not no, not no. actual dialogue not actual words just the way he just comes in like he's just talking shit and then driving off with harley in the car while batman's no, chasing him okay i'll get re- 10 minutes That's I, a problem. I will have to say, yeah. Okay, we don't get to see enough of this Joker to really yeah. make any true conclusions on like what this character is supposed to be, right? Yeah, but I'm not denying that he sucks from that for those. But as a first sense. impression, don't you feel it's like, a bad first impression? Exactly definitely. right. Like like this Joker to me. I mean, granted, he doesn't even need to be in this movie. Like, his only purpose is to add backstory to Harley Quinn. Okay. And they don't even touch on how like traumatic that relationship is. They don't even really touch on like, I mean, I don't know. Like in oh, my he slaps around Harley Quinn. You know, it's it's a domestic abusive relationship, right? I wouldn't even say domestic abuse. It's like I mean, it is abusive relationship, but it's like you know that that lost girl who is so deep in love that she allows this person to do anything to her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like probably the best thing. I mean, it's. Uh, have you read the Mad Love book? Yeah. Definitely. That's one of my that classic, is like my favorite. What I was things. kind of hoping for, where is like really you see the psychological trauma of having an abusive relationship, and how Harley Quinn uses madness to deal with it. But and it's not portrayed. But well it's ruined here, yeah. in the end when she has that dream sequence where she's. Uh, yeah, spoilers, huh? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. One day, Chantress kind of laid everyone with magic dream shit. I hated that so much. It's like her ultimate dream is to have a. 1950s like Norman Rockwell painting kind But of that a, is the madness in her head she wants that Would, wouldn't you argue that that is something that's deep in the psychosis but obviously it's not going to happen because of the abusive relationship that we know these two are into ah man but again this wasn't implied in the movie this was because we had done our research ages ago yeah okay I think characters. probably the best thing to do right I mean uh, we can't just do the normal comic review where We're basing a lot of our judgment and opinion on past material. Yeah, we have to. We judge have it to on judge the films, Mary. But it's so hard because the thing is, right? You have all these iconic characters, and they're coming towards you, and you're like hoping for the best of what exists already to be brought to you on the screen. I mean, as a fanboy, that's what you want to see. You want to see what you know and what you love and understand. But I also believe that's a valid way of criticism too, because you hear Suicide Squad in a world where comic book movies rule the roost. What's the first thing you're gonna expect from this movie? I, it's a DC, it's a DC, DC tie-in film. So I know that's a Joker, and I heard rumors that there's a Batman appearing somewhere inside. So you gotta do your research, or maybe that's what these sites are for. You know, they But, just okay. give up like a little brief bullet point history notes about Suicide Squad. But what are your thoughts on Batman appearing in this film? It's supposed to set some context because they can't no, the movie is making money, right? It, so. Okay, here's the thing: it is Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. So he is part of that Superman world, right? Now there was a part of me that so the murderverse is where the Suicide Squad belongs. Which <sighs> the murderverse, yes. So, question: Why didn't Batman just straight up murder Deadshot? 
Why did he all of a sudden decide to be like, oh, I'm not gonna do this in front of your daughter? No, I'm, I'm not gonna do this in front of your daughter. And like, yeah, I think you're, Will doing Smith? The, you're doing the Nolan Batman. But yeah, I, I see your valid point there. Yeah, bleeding over. What a not in front of your daughter. Oh, fuck. A, anyway, what, why doesn't Batman just straight up, like, you know, fire a rocket launcher from the Batmobile at Joker and Harley Quinn if he's so. Not prone to saving lives. He probably saw a little so, kid. Like, I, think he's, I think he's, he's definitely not insane enough to kill little so, kids. Here's the problem, right? Tonally, even in comparison with the same universe or the same cinematic EU, oh, I hate the way it's... What's it called? A DCEU or something? Was there, was there such a thing? I don't know DCEU? what the official thing the is. The expanded universe, was it? No, it's like DC Entertainment Cinematic Universe. The decade... Okay, anyway. I thought we were going to call it the murder. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, officially, timeline-wise, we have Man of Steel, we have Batman vs. Superman, we have Suicide Squad. These three movies are supposed to exist within the same universe. The same canon, the same universe. So you have a Batman from BVS. No problems blowing people away with machine guns. And then you see him here, and he's like, nice. Like, he's not killing people. So, already, as a shared universe, it's kind of falling apart because it's not consistent. And then totally, even story-wise, even... Like, this was supposed to be the movie where they set up the whole meta-human, supernatural aspect of the DC universe. Mm. Okay, because everything else was so far grounded in like more science fiction-y stuff. Like, Bat- uh, Superman was an alien. Okay, he's not magical at all. Okay, uh, there's a scientific reason why he can fly. He he can have bullets bounce off his chest. Blah blah blah. Okay, and then we introduce in BVS the whole super science where we can create Frankenstein monsters from dead bodies of Kryptonians, and it and ends up becoming looking like Doomsday for some reason. With the jagged, ugly face and the rock. Pie yeah, let's, let's just call it as it is. That was Doomsday. They had to tie it in. And, of course, in the same universe, there happens to be a woman who's like 100 years old who bounces bullets and force fire blasts off her bracelets. And, like, okay, fine, you know? Like, now we have Suicide Squad. And then when, within the same universe, first thing that pops in your head is like, okay, all this shit is going down, so where's Batman and Wonder Woman? I mean, like, okay problem from the very beginning was Amanda Waller's whole reasoning for putting this shit together was okay, Superman came and good thing he's on our side but what happens if we have another Superman and he's like an asshole and he just wants to kill things, right? And the next thing you know one of the first uh, guys they recruited actually goes rogue against that team which for some reason they did not bring, I mean people did not point that out that much like the cause the reason the Suicide Squad was created was the cause of the Suicide Squad being created like yeah it felt like it was it was a problem that stands from the weird Ouroboros kind of like snake eating its own tail thing where like you were the cause of your own problem yeah exactly none of this would have happened if you didn't decide decide to do this in the first place I I felt that maybe if the Enchantress was actually acting on her own accord without the Suicide Squad It'll be a slightly boring plot, but at least we know that there's a common goal you gotta achieve with these bad guys. I think there's another one problem I have with the entire movie. Like, nobody seems to have a common goal. No, let me rephrase that. Nobody seems to have a plan. They just go into this war-torn area, okay? You have this giant blue light that's, like, you know, firing up a hole into the sky. And where do they land? Like, somewhere else. But, and it's, but didn't they get, like, just some sort of briefing from Rick Flagg? No, they didn't. All right, it was basically, you guys have been put together... And here's the voice of God, you know, and then like 
they open up FaceTime and it's Amanda Waller and yeah. she's like, oh, if you disobey me, I'll, I'll blow you away. And then they're all like asking her, okay, what do we got to do? Uh, you know, you know just li- listen to Mr. Flag. And he brings them to this place and all of a sudden like, okay, our objective is to rescue somebody. Which fucking ro- rolls back into like them rescuing Amanda Waller, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, so she set them to get her from her tower, which is not anywhere near where the big blue light firing a hole in the sky is. And it's like, the whole movie, I, I was just like, doing my best trying to keep up with, okay, what are they going to do? What's their intention? What's their motivation? Why are they here? Why are they doing this? You know, and the only thing that threads it all together or holds them together was that, that whole bullshit. If you, if you run away, I have this app on my Samsung Galaxy that will blow your heads off. Hey, you, uh, Slipknot, the yeah. <laughs> the one who, the guy who didn't have introduction, yeah. you run away and I'll blow your head off. Yeah, I mean, we could all see him clearly he's going to die in the first thing he popped up. I mean, I, I, I love the fact that, like, you know, here are the, here are the heroes or the, the protagonists, here are the people you're supposed to be paying attention to. Look at all this shit, look at this, all these motion graphics, look at all these colours, look at all this, like, dossier text, you know, like, oh, Harley Quinn kind of killed Robin. You know, the Captain Boomerang, he's a brony. Like, yeah. What the fuck? That, that felt so first year film school. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, th- I mean, no, that, I don't mind. Again, like, I don't. I'm actually alright with the first part of the film. Yo, I mean, and then with the songs, and it's like. Okay, the songs could use a little bit of work, but it's not. Feel- they don't even need to be there. Okay, we went on this whole thing about how Beastie Boy Sabotage felt so out of place. I, okay. I, I, that's I how thought I that felt. was fine You enjoyed it you, you thought it was fun For me I thought Nah actually this is sense. super awkward This, this looks... one When Okay Yo, I'm gonna have to buy it Everybody has Their tied in Theme Anthem Theme Song Which kind of relates And it's such Safe Boring Bullshit God the, oh. hot, hot, hot topic Kind of bullshit No no I'm not sense. even like It fucking, feels very Oh here's Killer Croc We're gonna play Creedence Crewwater Revival You know uh, And it's like uh, Cause he's a southern boy Cause he's like Crocodile Cause gators In Florida <laughs> No And then fucking like Oh when we assemble the team We have What's the song that will Signify this Oh Seven Nation Army By fucking the White Stripes And it's like And then we're gonna collect The this stuff you know, yeah, and that then, was Eminem popping up too and then like fucking like uh, super freak and like ugh, god and it was so uh, you could say pandering right in a sense super pandering but at the same time super amateurish like the first part of that movie felt so like okay rumor allegedly I don't know they said that a trailer company actually had to recut this movie. Like, this isn't David Ayer's true cut. I think that is true, yes. It's true. Has it been confirmed? Because I know David Ayer's over there on Twitter, he's doing the anti-Josh Trank. Like, no, 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 this is exactly what I wanted. I still want to work. Please, I want to make another Tank movie, Fury 2. Give me a chance, okay? I'll get George Clooney and Brad Pitt. I don't know. But, like, okay, props to David Ayer. Okay, I saw Fury. Fun fucking movie. He did end of <laughs> he did a bunch of other movies like End of Watch. End of Watch, right? Yeah, that's, that that's the Jake Gyllenhaal and, uh, and Michael Pina. Pina. Michael Pina. Michael Pina. 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 It's the cop drama. Yeah. Yo, I I didn't see that. I saw Fury. That was good. That was good. No, I saw Fury. I I saw Fury, and then when I found out that he was gonna be directing Suicide Squad, I thought, hey, this might work because you know Fury was ragtag bunch of guys, you know. 
set on a mission and they don't really get this along with each other this is a World War 2 thing right it's a tank have you seen it no no Watch fucking Fury, man, dude! I've never been so enthralled by maneuvers before in my entire life. You know, he made—it's like what? It's, it's an action-packed movie about a tank. <laughs> Just trust and me. And to be honest, those never come through that often. Yo, this—I um, want him to just solo direct an AT-AT movie or something. You know, like oh, the, the lone AT-AT. Okay, okay, no, okay. Sorry, guys. We're known to ramble and go off the rails very easily. Okay, he should do a Star Wars AT&T film. Oh, man. Short film. That's it. End of story. I don't know. Now, back to Suicide Squad. You felt that he did not have that much hands-on time with Suicide Squad. I would even say that. I would... I'm really suspecting that there is another movie that exists where it is truer to David Ayer's vision because, I mean, I... Like a more serious, less peppy... Uh, less less pandering. Yeah, less pandering. I would say a less pandering, less... Uh, targeted at fan bases l- l- uh, less test screened uh, approved version of this movie which is probably I-, I don't even know I mean like they got away with the Batman vs Superman Ultimate Edition I want to see the Ultimate Edition of this I want to see the scenes that were dropped because Leto I mean he also he complained a lot he, he came that. out and said that there were a lot of Joker scenes that were not put in and I've done a bit of the research I've kind of like you know decided to go and uh, scour the internet and look for all the the, the, the rumor threads right and like apparently you know this movie has a totally different ending apparently Jared Leto his Joker actually appears during the Enchantress fight scene hmm. and there's like some sort of evidence that's like kind of uh, v- it, it, there's some evidence in the earlier trailers where you see a more like uh, there's, there's a I think there's a frame of Joker where he's got half his face burnt off which kind of means like this is, he survived the helicopter crash and he's still in that white tuxedo that he appeared in. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I know it's all speculation, but, like, watching this movie, I mean, don't you feel a sense of disjointedness? Don't you feel like there's more than one thing going on at the same time here? It definitely feels that way. I mean, I'm not even saying tonally, but it's, like, how it's structured. Like, some of the scenes seem to overlap or don't, or, like, conflict. You know, with each other it actually felt more like the second and the third act just dragged on it just felt not much is happening like you could sense that something was actually getting cut but at the same time what's going on here and there why is this taking so long to reach the Enchantress and this whole Viola Davis rescuing bit it's, oh, it's man it's really hard to explain but I just wish that the first part was actually more like the second part I mean I wish the second and third act actually had the peppiness of the first act like if you're gonna go balls out with this introduction and everything just go all the way instead of like feeling like too schizophrenic per se but again I'm just gonna go back to my previous reasoning I'm just gonna say that if it were not for again Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn very cheeky very weird but at the same time enjoyable to watch as well as that dead shot Will Smith's dead shot as well I really like that scene where um, he met out Rick Flag and um, what's that Amanda Waller okay. in the shooting range he pointed a gun at the ward who's been giving him shit and then it turns out that the bullets were not blank, blanks and then he ends up going crazy hitting the targets at just one area of the board I have that bit was pretty cool it's cool but it really it, I, just, I it, have a major problem with this scene totally why wait wait it really just I just wish that more of that again this was in the first act more okay. of that was more representative of the second and the third act because again it just fleshed out um, what, I think what it you're just fleshed to... out Deadshot's character per se 
it also fleshed out like interactivity in a sense like, oh, like showing that everyone's a bit of a backstory. Okay, tell you what, are you trying to tell me that you needed more scenes but each character got to show off what they really made of what their stuff is? Is that what you're trying Not to say? Not too much of it because we know it's going to be an hour, it has to be an hour and a half film or like two hours film, right? Okay. So just something like that, that's, I just want slightly more of that kind of stuff in the second and the third act where it felt very by the numbers even though I know there's a feeling that something else was edited and cut off like what you brought up earlier on okay that's just that's just my take lah yeah but what was it you hated about that particular scene that it was totally unnecessary we all know what Deadshot can do I mean that was my first logic problem for the entire movie of which there are plenty there are a lot of scenes I mean like Deadshot is well known for being the guy who never misses he's got them famous for I mean Batman has problems taking this guy down mm-hmm. and you give him all these guns and you're like okay show me what you can do you have a fucking file that explains to you why this guy is in prison so you, you have an issue with it being explained twice or three times I'm mean, not even being explained at all I wouldn't even say being explained twice I mean there's a lot of things in this movie that happens to, that needs to be explained twice like the whole goddamn scene about how the Enchantress runs off and not plants the bomb and then how they have to re-explain that to the Suicide Squad later when they get called up yo okay let me just bring this up yeah that part I, did not feel necessary at all it was totally necessary and apparently Deadshot wow not only a master marksman champion speed reader he took an entire file an entire top secret file and he's like like throws it at Captain Flag and is like tell him okay you have to tell us the truth what's going on you know like oh we're fighting a witch we're fucked you wanna go or you don't wanna go I'm out I'm gonna go drink this bar like Huh? <laughs> like, I did. And the best thing is like, did did you read the part of where where I slept with her? Yep. It's like, wow. Speed reader. <laughs> That's a thick ass file. <laughs> he went through that real quick. Okay. I, mean, I guess I'm, this is the part where I can just say maybe my suspension of disbelief can just sort of be put on hold just to see yeah, that's my major there. problem is that I, I think you have to do a lot of that that could be an issue for a lot of people but you cannot forcibly suspend this belief I mean there are times look I don't outright hate this movie I mean there are some parts in it that was really fun really enjoyable like some of the scenes some of the cinematics some of the like you know, just the way things were framed were, were beautiful it was mm-hmm. nice they were, it was a very nice breath of fresh air compared to the grey and brown of the previous movie like compared to Batman vs Superman this was actually quite enjoyable I actually had some entertainment value come out of it mm-hmm. now like Will Smith my, my number one problem with that guy is basically like the same reason why I don't really watch Tom Cruise movies I don't see the character I just see, see Will, Will Smith, Smith yeah. it, I, I don't know why I, I just can't help it I mean put him in any movie I don't see the character I just see Will Smith I mean the way he delivers it the way he talks I mean like that whole uh, like the, the, how he decides to be so, I'm just so charismatic and I, I just have to be the leader you know he was not appointed leader it's just everybody just started following him because because uh, this Deadshot guy is, he's, he looks like Will Smith I'll follow him anywhere you know and like okay I know he has I mean he has the again beat. I guess it's all about charisma you're just gonna follow anyone who seems willing to lead per se and if no one else will lead he will probably lead I mean sense. that's another thing is like there's not enough conflict within the group like they all for bad guys super villains they like, seem to be all buddy buddy you all got on the train really quickly I mean there was like that small moments where like Captain Boomerang was like asking like uh 
you know, uh, what was his name? Oh, Slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Slipknot to get out. You know, like, you know, oh, He's so forgettable, he died really quick. Like, and we didn't like, care. Like, yeah. Let's get out of here, yeah. Oh, no. They are lying to us, you know? Like, and then, like, freaking, like, Slipknot is like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're lying to us. Okay, yeah. They're, they're like, really? Now? Like, when, uh, it's, I mean, okay, it's a simple question. Like, why make Will Smith the leader? I mean, who, who, who appointed you the leader? I mean, he did have his moment where he was, like, standing on top of the car and blowing all those clay zombie, whatever. I, I, what do we call it? These bad guys called Okay, the Enchantress uh, Magic Zombies Her minions Her uh, uh, possessed minions, yeah Oh my god and It's like you know, And he's okay, Like he's dead shot Being dead shot Is that the reason To follow this guy? I mean he's, But another problem I have with this fucking movie Is like Okay We're sending the Suicide Squad To rescue Amanda Waller From this big threat Which we created ourselves Okay Yeah So Your Plan To fight Something that has the ability to go through walls, fly all the way to Tehran and get you top secret military documents within a second. Yeah. It's to send, established that she can break time and like, space. Wow, okay, you know, this super powerful being and your best answer is a dude who never misses with a gun, a girl with a baseball bat, some guy with a skin condition that makes him a cannibal, an Australian guy, a guy who shoots fire, <laughs> and a guy who shoots fire. Your best bet is the guy who shoots fire. Yeah, which he did actually make. The problem is, around. he's got a bit of a conscience now. All of a sudden, like, hey, you say I'm not gonna do it anymore. You know, I'm just gonna follow you guys anyway. And I was like, he was okay. That that part where he turned to a demon that was pretty cool. Oh, the Aztec fire god, right? Yes. Like you could do that. <laughs> Why didn't you do that from the beginning? And just... I'm gonna guess it's gonna be one of those like because of his guilt trip thing. Like he suppressed it. Really? It just popped R- up. At the really? Last, like the, last the coincidental. <laughs> And, uh, the very moment w- and, and, well at least somebody in the suicide squad did commit suicide no. <laughs> that guy oh no wait actually he technically didn't commit suicide he he, he sacrificed his life the, so it should be the sacrificial squad the sac- what, what, what? one guy did commit suicide was that poor idiot soldier who blew up the bomb in the water remember that poor oh yeah <laughs> like, do it now and then he presses the he's dead right yeah, yeah, he's dead, he's dead. He, he knew what he was going into right mm-hmm. Shouldn't the crocodile dude have done it since he swims? Nah, you just see, there you go, logic problems. Every time I bring up a part of this movie, whether I love it or hate it, right, there's always that part of me that just snaps me back into reality. Like, actually, there's... Here's the problem with this. I mean, God, I mean, it's... I'll just already say it. This is a terrible movie, okay? I mean, like, as a Hollywood blockbuster, tentpole, gonna make a couple of million dollars at the box office for the opening weekend... Yeah, it's fun. Turn your brains off, right? But no, this is DC trying to build something. I think the problem was when I watched this film, I just switched half my brains off, but at the same time, I'm kind of well aware that this is a comic book-based film. So that's why I came into this and knowing my, my knowing my verdict on this. I thought it was okay. Three characters carried the entire movie, nothing more. Although maybe uh, I would El say was two. Okay. <laughs> I, I say El Diablo was fine. So it could be four. Nah, okay, two, three and a half. Three and a half. Yo, we didn't even bring up Katana. Yeah, she Katana, just popped out of nowhere. She was there. She prayed to her husband in a sword. No, the only reason for her to be in the movie is for Harley DC Quinn. DC fan service. No, it's just for Harley Quinn to have the sword in her hand at that moment. <laughs> if so Katana, she's, a, she's a very minor plot device. She is a 
plot device. She's not even a character. It's like, I think everyone except even, for those three I mentioned yo, were, were plot devices. Speaking of logic problems, like that whole scene of you know the end when Enchantress like you know after she does her like you know her sexy belly dance is like oh join me, you know this like okay you're an all powerful being, you can go through walls. Why don't you just turn to dust and then rip all their hearts out in one? Why do you have to engage with them in a sword fight? Yeah. Number one problem. Okay, but okay. Let's just go straight to the end where she tells them, join me or die. With now, the whole dream sequence shit, right? After that, remember when they were all lined up after they, they had their like, mini battle, second battle scene? Mm-hmm. You know, right after like, uh, what was it? El Diablo kills him, uh, like, gets, takes out the brother. Right? And it's like, okay, why does she need them? Join her to do what? Is it she machine? Aren't you fine by yourself? I mean, okay, another logic problem. Your plan. You just demonstrated to us that you can travel through space-time and get things from anywhere, in any location. Nothing physical can hold you back. You go through walls and shit. Okay, you have your heart back. You can do exactly what you want. And your number one plan? I'm gonna build a machine. What the fuck? <laughs> to destroy, to, 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 to sort of implode the world, right? Was Why it? do you need to build a machine? You do that by yourself. You have a brother. Now you can do it in twice the time. You know, like, you just need to arrange your schedules. He can take up this side of the earth. You do the other side. I mean, it's like, as a villain, as a final boss, as a last king, she was terrible. Okay, okay. as a comic book villain per se, I don't know what with what is it with these guys and their fascination to build something like a death laser thing. It's nothing to do with even comic book guys. This is probably some executive upstairs is like, you know what we need? You know that thing at the end of that movie? Yeah, we do that too. No, I, th- That's how it felt to me most of the time because Every time I watch this movie, I was like thinking, okay, yeah, yeah they, my, okay. they stole from that, they stole from that. If, yeah. if, if we're all going to that route, um, yeah, she teleported, get the files, went back, went back to, to, her old, to, that, to that office, right, per se. Yeah. She built that all within like less than a day, that little machine thing. Why and should it take her time? Couldn't she have done that instantaneously? Build the machine like now? You, know, you, you still want to do a machine? Just I guess it was, uh, uh, to be honest, the way I see it, it was actually just established that she can do all these things. But I think something of a bigger scale requires, I guess, a death ray laser. So I just said, fuck it, I'll buy it, whatever. No, I mean, she was collecting junk parts and pieces of vehicles from all over. Like, her brother was smashing up I traffic. guess in magic, you need a conduit of sorts. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the expert of magic or no, anything. No, no, here's the problem, because you end up trying to defend these kind of choices that the filmmakers make. It's like, oh, maybe this, maybe this. No, it has to be explained to you properly. Not even explained, at least visually... Or shown love, thematically shown, yeah. or within dialogue or whatever just have this make sense you know you cannot have people constantly like questioning what is the point of all this I mean I, there's a lot of hate for this movie and, like, and I, to be honest it actually is justified dude I went in it's a mess with the lowest of expectations because the trailers look so good they look so fun like okay maybe it may not be the serious Zack Snyder murder verse it's, it's, it's like I mean granted you can tell just from the trailers just from the marketing just from the way things are presented to you like okay this is their attempt at Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. we're gonna take some bullshit book that not anybody has ever read nobody's ever read I mean and then we're gonna turn it into a whole new franchise that's gonna like you know add legs to the DC universe and kind of support this and that. And no, it just falls apart. You know, I mean that was what was promised. I'm not even gonna 
judge this movie based on its story or its characters or the way it's put together but on the fact that you promised us this and you didn't deliver at all and what you did deliver was a hokey fucked up mess of bad ideas pulled together and hot topic joker and fucked up music ah! I mean, this, this is shopping raging by the way this is frustrating to watch you know cause like oh god it's like okay let me just preface this straight away I never read the Suicide Squad books never took the time didn't do the research I don't care but the thing is based on the characters that was chosen okay based on what I understand about Batman and Superman because I mean that's what I pay attention to, to the most now, I've heard of Suicide Squad I didn't follow those books but I know what they're about like in my head I was picturing oh it's like the dirty dozen with, with you know super heroes yeah, yes okay I'm on it okay do this properly no I didn't get that what I wanted wasn't promised and delivered to me and that's why I fucking feel so angry but at the same time it's like I mean it was still an entertaining movie and that's the frustrating thing because that potential that was just potential was wasted not even just wasted you could see it percolating underneath what could have been a good movie you know I mean I could have forgiven that, that fucked up Joker immediately if they delivered exactly what I was looking forward to but they didn't okay yeah, sure, Will Smith carried the film. But Will Smith can pretty much carry almost anything, well, except After Earth. Sorry. And <laughs> Fuck After Earth, by the way. And Margot Robbie's an amazing actress. I mean, like she, to me, was the most f- fun thing to watch in the entire show. And, and basically, I, I would say she stole the show for me. I mean, same as here, a, same here. I mean, as a character, I mean, like she's a beautiful woman. I mean, like, but every time she appears on frame, you're just mesmerized. You're just going to look at her and... And her that whole gene, that whole insanity and the playfulness thing is just, yeah, this can be a standalone film. Maybe she teams up with Poison Ivy in the future. Oh, yeah, that would yeah, be like so fun, work. right? Yeah, yeah. Like but, a... yeah, I think I'm just a bit more forgiving because I just just wanted to see a brainless film about super villains teaming up together. I, mean, I wouldn't to mind a brainless up. film, but at least. But this one, yeah, the problem, I think the trailers set the expectations a bit too high for a lot of fans. Definitely. And okay, this is actually from someone who hasn't who's only seen one trailer and that's it. And then when I see this, it's like, could have been better, but fuck it. At least there's a pretty good Harley Quinn in, the, in there and a pretty awesome dead shot, despite what you said. I still I, can't I, see past Will Smith. I don't know. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's, it's really hard. Maybe I'm just you should give have the benefit of doubt. Yeah. Maybe if you kept the mask on. Mm. I mean, okay, one thing I did like was like they were kind of true to the the their costumes yeah the outfits for Deadshot I mean, Harley Quinn not, I, not, 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 I not, like not. that callback that, that uh, animated series onesie yeah, with yeah. the jingle bell head, hair, what, head oh like, wow yeah that was cool that I was mean, cool there's like literally there's like oh it's that Alex Ross painting they're trying to recreate okay I mean, since you hated this Suicide Squad film I should recommend you this previous work um, what? have you seen Batman The Soul of Arkham Yo, yeah. Okay, that is a better Suicide Squad film. Dude, th- that's the problem. A good Suicide Squad movie exists. Yes. <laughs> and you could... A cartoon pulls it off better than you. Yeah. What? Here's the thing. No, I only brought it up because I saw it recently. So oh, I'm wow. like, oh, how the fuck did I miss this? You know? I yeah. mean, they had, instead of Killer Croc, they had uh, Tiger Shark or... Shark King. Shark King Shark King Shark. Tiger Shark. Tiger Shark is a universe altogether. Okay. And Killer Frost as well. Yep. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah. No, I mean, Jennifer Hill is uh, what's that? Killer Frost. That was. So you just saw that recently, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And so, like, and but you still like this movie? 
I'd have to say I'd say it was okay. I mean, between this one and the animated one, I mean, of course I'm gonna fucking love the animated one. But this is maybe what what I wanted. It's maybe, got potential rushing, rushing around. Or know? is it because it's, it's just pure popcorn for an anime? Like, yeah, it's just popcorn it? fun for me, yes. Mm. At least with Batman Assault on Arkham, there is something sort of deep, but it's still sort of fluffy too. I know what you mean. I mean, like, okay, I don't already hate this movie. I, mean, I already hate Batman vs. Superman. Okay, but... I think, I think the keyword is frustration, right? I'm just... I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed in this movie. <laughs> oh man, I, I felt like, you know, you could have done so much better. It's not you, baby, it's me. Uh, it's not you. Yeah, definitely. No, wait, it's definitely you. <laughs> it's definitely you. You're the problem. I mean, okay, I don't want to reel on this movie for too much. I mean, okay, it had development problems, okay? It had obvious studio meddling. I mean, Allegedly or not, rumor wise or not, I mean, like, it's the final product. It, it counts. It and... looks like it's been fucked with, and okay, granted, you you get something like Suicide Squad, like an ensemble movie, right? And you try to put it together without like, giving these people enough time to do backstory, or like if you want to really compare it to Marvel and give them individual movies, like a Harley Quinn movie, a Deadshot movie, you know, to actually create this so-called dynamic you're trying to create within the group, right? Okay. I mean, okay. Let, comparing it back to like you know, the Dirty Dozen from all the way in nineteen sixty fuck seven, nineteen sixty five. They did it. <laughs> yeah. You okay? Even even better. Want to compare it to another bunch of supervillain superhero fucking mystery men, which came out back in ninety seven or ninety seven, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. That band, like they they did it. <laughs> they also had that whole uh, laser beam pointed at the sky, destroy everything. Fuck. That was a fun movie too, you know, and everybody's arcs kind of made sense there. I mean, it was a terrible movie, granted, you know, but it was funny. It was fun. Is that the vibe you're going for? I want to watch it again. Yeah, that was. Yeah, Mystery Man is extremely underrated. It's actually, I mean, it's not the best. Okay, I'll just say it just has an age well, but it's still fun. Dude, it wasn't good then, (laughs) but it's fun. (laughs) I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like, okay, that movie had character. Dirty Dozen was just a, was a tight script with you know like things moved the pre- I mean it's a military movie so things moved at a military pace you know here's the mission here's the objectives and like okay okay we all gotta you know kind of like fold ourselves and bend and march towards this yeah. and then you have Mystery Man which is just okay wacky crazy colourful but fun to watch and then, like, if you could match like, the, that's why I was thinking like, if they match those like mesh those two together be, would, would that mean Suicide Squad? No I I uh, Okay, I'll, I'll just say this, right? Okay, things I really, really hated, right? Was Enchantress, totally pointless, or just didn't work at all, to Juggalo Joker, Juggalo Joker. hip-hop, goth talk. Yo, it's like, I, you know what he reminds me of? What? You know that jerk-off back in, like, high school who really, really liked Marilyn Manson and dressed like him? Oh my god, now you... Now I can't get that image out of my head. You know, you, we all had that one friend <laughs> who's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about darkness and all that. Like, yeah, that, that's what I felt when I looked at Joker. I was like, dude, no, you look ridiculous. The gothic poster. The gothic, the goth hip hop, whatever. That's the vibe I kept getting. You know, I mean, the trailers already were more than enough for me to like. You know, like I, I gave him the chance, benefit of the doubt. No, did not work for me. And yes, I'm not saying he's not a valid Joker. Sure, there are many different versions of the Joker. For this universe, this is the Joker they're going with. Sorry, dude. 
you're going up against Titans. You're going up against Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson. Mark Dude, Hamill. you, Mark Hamill, goddamn best Joker still. Dude, you barely scratched past Cesar Romero. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, Jared Leto. Ouch. Okay? You know? I feel those stones hurting me, man. Oh, red. Running joke. Yeah. Academy Award winning actor, <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Leto, Leto. Whatever, sure, man. Yeah. You know? And, okay. Jai Courtney. We didn't mention him that much. Are you a fan? Wait, Jai Courtney's which one? Boomerang. Yeah, no, not really. He's just... just he was he's, he's famous for being a bit of a franchise killer, you know? Like he was in a Terminator movie, he was I don't know, it's like he was in reboots or recalls or stuff that's supposed Wait, to go big. That was the guy who was in Terminator Regenesis, was he? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Gen- oh wonder oh, he's familiar. <laughs> he's in Terminator Sega Genesis. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean like but hey, you know. I think my opinion for this movie just went slightly lower. Okay, I mean <laughs> Yo, but Okay, okay, again, it's not not, not strong enough to kill off. That's saying a lot when, you know, we don't have any Jai Courtney jokes when everything else didn't work so much that we we couldn't put together. He's like the, he's like, one, imagine the Channing Tatum without the comedy bits, Um, Sam Worthington without the... That's who he is, right? Yeah, he's basically all those guys combined together, they had sex with each other, they have a baby (laughs) coming out to create this one generic bland hero. You get Josh Duamo. Okay, wow. <laughs> no, but okay. Okay. Katana who's in it for a sneeze. Yeah. Okay, Rick Flag. Who... Just to give just to give the sword to Harley Quinn. No no no, just to drop it. She didn't give the sword to yeah, Harley. Drop it. Drop she... it. <laughs> Some ninja you are, you know. Your husband must be really disappointed. <laughs> Shame. Okay. And <laughs> and of course, um God, uh you know what? I'd say a three out of ten out of you, or even a two. Nah, nah, I mean, I'm not that mean. No, no, no. Okay. Plus points, Margot Robbie. Loved her. Uh, some of the visuals were actually quite good. Special effects were pretty okay. And uh, at parts, it was still entertaining. Okay, four. Four out of ten. Okay, it almost passed. I think it's a five for me. So Again, like those, those, those guys Super average, right? Super average. Okay. Could have been better. Flawed. Had potential, I have to agree with you there. It had potential, yeah. Wasted, yeah. but again, I didn't feel like I wasted too much money on it, per se. I Dude, think. I paid $12 for these pieces oh, of shit. <laughs> it hurts real bad, you know. That's a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> okay. I'm just like, you know what? Maybe this is something DC needs to learn to make sure that Justice League and Wonder Woman turns out alright next year and the following year. Dude, they are... They better get their game hit out of their asses. That's all I can say. They have such a mountain to climb. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna go for a quick break. You know, that's all the suicide hate we have for now. Okay.
also to bring up the whole Jared Leto was like an asshole on set like talking uh, he was he was like what, putting like sh- giving people shitty presents right giving dead rats yeah, what, what the fuck was up with that just honestly. be in it for 10 fucking minutes okay, right there's method acting and then there's just that being a crazy. being a dickhead yeah. <laughs> god man I'm damaged hey could you repeat that thing about Gozer like okay Enchantress when she died yo that scene is like I had this Ghostbuster flashback, and I think we just talked about Ghostbusters. Yes, yeah. And, and it's like it was that the how she basically is like choose the destroyer, you know, and it, it's like <laughs> and she breaks out and breaks yeah, out the cocoon. I mean, like you know, it's exactly the same scene. It's like the Ghostbusters are all lined up against her. She's standing against a giant light beaming from the back, putting her in silhouette. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's up to the boyfriend, the Peter Vengman, to be like, you know, I'm gonna break your heart, let her go. No, kill me. <laughs> and he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> he kills her. And it's like, then the musical cue, and then you see, like, you know, like, you know, Car- Cara Delevingne, like, peeling away the, the outer skin, just like Sigourney Weaver, peeling away, like, the dog statue. Yeah. Like, Wow, the ending's just like Ghostbusters. Holy shit. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> the first one. It's like, you know, you have a black guy. <laughs> Will Smith is, is, is Winston Zedner? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he is a straight man, so yeah, I guess it's something that just... Makes you want to go back to watch Ghostbusters. Right? I don't want to go to the movies anymore. <laughs> hey, I'm going to watch King's Lave, like in the next few days, so... I might probably be bitching. We we probably have to do the. You want to do? We, we gotta do the Final Fantasy episode eventually. Because <laughs> <coughs> what? Is oh. Coming, oh my god! 16? I'm so excited. Part so seventeen. Right part through. fifteen. Part two. Yo. Part I, fifteen. Part fifteen. Just fifteen. Square Enix hasn't reached that point where they can make a part two yet. They have. They will eventually. No, no. They they, they have done it for the past iterations, but. For part 15, eh, give or take three, four more years. Yo, I heard this game is going through some problems, right? Like, it's it's a rush job it's, or it's, something. It's, it's a rumor thing, but... Uh, I, know. Let's, I don't know. But I don't want to... Wait, I don't want to clarify this or confirm some, it until we actually play the final some game. Some of the best products of, you know, of pop culture were created under stress. So. Yeah, under duress, yeah. under problems. Anyway, speaking of RPGs, oh. guess what I played? Uh, Pokemon Go? <laughs> That's another RPG we'll talk later on. But I did play I Am Setsuna, a PS4 wow. slash PC RPG. Now. Now, okay. What this game was built, was was piped up for, was supposedly a successor to Chrono Trigger. But all it did was actually just take took the battle parts of Chrono Trigger and created its own story around it. Yeah, I... No, you know this, but I don't think my audience knows this, but Chrono Trigger is like one of my favorite RPGs of all time. It is a fucking that awesome RPG. Is, the thing is, if you're going to put yourself up against it, I mean, is that how they marketed this game? That yes, for fans of Chrono did. Trigger, we know exactly what you want? Is that... An uh, RPG set in snow with the probably the most coma-inducing music you ever heard in an RPG. The music, I'm saying the that music a, pisses you off. Now, you're the music VGM no, no, no. guy. Yeah, for those who don't know, I do have a YouTube channel called Soundscape. Hey, you know, no plugs. <laughs> Keep it on your own show. Of course, of course. <laughs> no, no, it's I do, okay. I do you, like you can plug, you can plug. a lot. I do like <laughs> music a lot. Now, a lot of people hyped up the game's music as well. When I've heard it throughout my... I don't want to say 20 hour, maybe I'm going to say 10 hour playthrough. Okay. It just feels like it's just one guy in a closet playing in a, playing on a piano 
for every single point in the game, like when you're walking in the forest, piano plays. Okay. And it's a slow piece, it's obviously a slow piano piece. Look, I'm a fan of like, like unplugged piano playing, but having too much of it just puts me to sleep. And this is Ayan Setsuna's music. I'm sorry, but it's not, it's not going to waste that so This is just you criticizing the music, right? Yeah, but the game, the fighting is actually okay. It's... The story is about this guy, mercenary, who okay. ends up joining this girl. Wait, wait. Do you start off by waking up from a dream? No, 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 no. You don't, you don't. It's fine. So it's nothing like Chrono Trigger. Nothing like that. Just, except in fighting alone. Okay. Where you can actually have two guys with the different skills teaming up oh, where you combo to, to do combo attacks. Okay, or even okay, yeah. triple triad attacks. Sweet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. There's a giant frog fall from the sky. I wish it did. So I wish that nothing like Chrono Trigger. Nah, only so in but only. Why in would they say that? Huh? I don't know. Someone <laughs> should go talk to the marketing For team. fans of Chrono Trigger, we have we're nothing like Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah, except for the fights. The fights are pretty cool. Okay, uh, but now, as okay, the RPG. story okay as an RPG, it's okay. It's a story about this guy mercenary who joins up with this escort party mm-hmm. to escort this girl to be a sacrifice to appease the world for some reason okay. which we'll find out later on in the story I don't want to spoil too much of it because um, yeah this game came out like a few weeks ago mm-hmm. but from what I've seen it seems to hit all the more common notes you've got bratty kids you've got the really nice for her own good girl who well, was a sacrifice was this developed in Japan? Or it was made in Japan uh, Tokyo RPG Factory okay what have they done previously? Nothing except for this game. So this is their debut. This is their debut, yes. And any connection? Anybody in the development team connected to the Chrono Trigger people? I unfortunately have not read up enough, fast enough to let you know about that. Okay. But again, like I said, built like a Chrono Trigger kind of game. Okay. Delivered just half of that. Oh. No, no, no. I mean, so it's like a Chrono Cross. <laughs> okay, that is another fight for another day. I, I will defend Chrono Cross in my life. Okay, it is meant to be the spiritual sequel to Chrono Trigger. It's still a bad game, bro. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I am Setsuna. It's supposed to harken back to the old days of top-down RPGs. All right, and in that regard, it's okay. The graphics are pretty alright. The slow effects are nice. Mm-hmm. The music, as coma-inducing as it is, it sort of fits the whole. Um, sad aesthetic is trying to pull pull off because the girl's going to be sacrificed you're going to make some hard choices ah. which all leads to the same fucking path so it's the, the plague of the indie game where you know somebody has to die and you have to care about this yeah yeah pretty much pretty much uh, yeah. it's, it's going that path I don't know if it's going to end up in that path but so far Wait, it's leading to that what was that game I played come on I mean oh. the girl is so nice enough she lets you the guy who's supposed to kill her mm. be in your party for whatever reason that is probably going to be explained in the worst way possible in the end of the game. Wait, is she like the healer class? In yeah, the she's healer. But she, she can also she, which means she's going to die. <laughs> she, she, she can attack too. She can Spoilers? Attack. No. We all, we all <laughs> we see have, this coming. We will probably see this She's going to die. It could be true for all you know. <laughs> Damn you! Why okay. do you always come a healer? I'm only 10 hours in. Okay. I'm going to continue finishing this because my RPG uh, bloodline kind of makes me want to do that. Dude, yeah. But at the same time, I feel that I think I may have paid a bit too much for this game. I paid Ooh, 50 bucks for it. It's a $50 game? Yes. Is it 16-bit graphics or what? Oh, no, no, It's no, not no, pixel no. art, right? It is 3D art. Okay. But the character portraits are in pixel, which is kind of cute, which is a cute touch. It's just kind of... Wait, then you're doing it in reverse. In a way, in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, 3D characters, okay music, um, okay gameplay. I think there's something that other people might like. Hipsters might like this. Um... 
people who are just haven't played RPGs for the past five years might like this. I would say 15, 20 years. If you want to go that old school, yeah. I mean, my usual problem with stuff like this is like, look, when I saw that how they marketed it was like, you know, for fans of Chrono Trigger, and it's like, fans of Chrono Trigger know what a good RPG is. Yeah. Fans of Chrono Trigger want a fun time traveling romp. Not just that. Okay, a they very want fun romp. A strong story, great gameplay, uh, some of the best uh, RPG mechanics around. I mean, like, don't ever compare yourself to something like that. I mean, I mean. Yeah, you're basically I mean, setting, I, the, you're setting the bar way too high. You're, yeah, you, you know, like you, you have to cross that line. You know, if you draw it in the sand. Yeah, just say old school RPG with 3D graphics. I mean, I mean, it's, I, it's typical, <laughs> but it's still better than saying, "Oh, I'm gonna be like Crow Trigger, even though I'm only half of that." I'm yeah. I'm in terms I, of fighting. I mean, I don't mean to harp on that whole tagline too much, right? Yeah. But you know. But I know, I know. It's like you just gotta as an old school RPG game. In this day and age, I mean, even as an RPG fan, right? Isn't this something that should be like a remnant of the past? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you even have save points in this game as well. You die, you actually have to go back to your save point. Um, you actually fight much tougher enemies, and there's actually quite a number of usage of like color color swaps, color palette swap characters. Enemies. Oh, really? Yeah, quite quite a few. You okay. kill a lot of seals, by the way. Seals. What? Um, but I love the seals. Little ferrets that build. Will ferals in this game? <laughs> little ferrets. Oh, ferrets. little ferrets. Snow ferrets. Snow ferrets. Aww. They build like giant <laughs> snowmen when they're on top of the on top of the snowball thing. You you can't attack them. You have to wait until they get down. And a giant and a bunch of giant walruses. You you're killing a lot of like uh, Arctic Arctic life. So you're basically Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm sorry. In Asia, Eggman. <laughs> but for all that, for all the harping I've been doing, I'm sort of. I just want to see this journey through. I'm not saying it's a terrible game. But I'm just so saying so I may have paid a bit too much for it. So far, you're, you're a little bit underwhelmed, but you're you're hoping you're for continue. the best. Yeah, I'm hoping for the best later on. Tell me, but don't tell me how it ends. Tell me how much better it gets. I because uh, I looked at this game and I thought to myself, yeah, I'm old school. Uh, I like RPGs, you know, like. I mean, I didn't get baited by the whole oh, for fans of Chrono Trigger. Like, nah, nah, nah. I mean, but you you could you could find some fun in this. I mean, think about it this way: I've seen my friend play the latest Star Ocean. It's very bloated to the point; it's excessive. <laughs> it's very excessive, Yo, especially Star Ocean? for especially for a series that had really high Dude. and a really high pedigree. I really <laughs> like Star Ocean too a lot. Yo, and for, yeah, and for us, that's well. the kind of game you can get super nerdy with. Uh, yeah, now. This same, I'm okay paying that much for it, but at the same time, forty dollars. Kind of I'm hoping the other ten hours is actually worth it. Wait, wait, this is a twenty-hour game. Yeah, it it might be twenty hours, because if it's gonna be like Pro Trigger, it's gonna be twenty hours ish. So okay, buy it or wait for sale. Wait for a sale. Wait for Definitely sale? wait for a sale. I'm getting that vibe right now that yeah, this is something I, I can't really recommend full price for like mm. I did, but. For those who just want a nice little adventure romp, an RPG romp, yeah. you can do much worse. Oh man, you can do a lot worse. You can do a lot worse. Okay, I mean, but, um, now, number rating? Number rating. Say upon 10, what would you give it? Oh, oh uh, rating. Um, I'll probably just say a 7. Based on the first 10 hours only. Wow, I don't know if I should even give a rating. I mean, it's only 10 hours, right? Yeah. I mean, but first impressions wise. First impressions, I guess. 10 hours into an RPG, I mean. That's definitely your your act one. Yeah, I can recommend other RPGs like um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions for the Wii U. That's a fucking awesome RPG.
RPG or Chrono Trigger. <laughs> that too. <laughs> now going back to Tokyo Mirage, that's a great game. You kind of like a pop pop. Pop, uh, how do you say a pop idol topic but you just have to buy a Wii that's the, that's the only issue I can think dude I'm still on the fence about whether I want to get a console for this generation because I'm still thinking whether I want to get a PS4 or a Wii U I mean granted the Wii U is probably on its death now it's well like, here's the thing all the best games on the Wii U is already out I mean you've got Wonderful 101 Bayonetta 2 Tokyo Mirage Sessions Mario any Mario game that's a pedigree okay, Mario, 8, Mario Kart 8 that uh Super Mario 3D World Jesus how did I forget the name dude, yeah I mean I don't know. Mario 3D World is actually really good. I'm actually waiting for maybe Black Friday. I'm just going to get on Amazon yeah. or something. But anyway, back to Iron Setsuna, 7 out of 10. Seven out I only recommend if you really, really want to get your RPG jollies and so, if you don't have a Wii U. If you have a Wii U, <laughs> buy Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So, mildly recommended. Mildly <laughs> recommended. Okay. I mean, 7 is a pretty strong score, right? For hey, 10 hours. Dude, a B is a B. Yeah. Now, um, we are gonna, probably going to jump to a different tangent from a fantasy world full of snow to outer space. Oh, we're going to talk about Star Trek again? No. Uh, something slightly <laughs> like Star Trek except you're a one-man crew. So calling back to the last episode, I really lost it. <laughs> With you should go check that episode out. Yes, please. Star Trek jollies. Yeah. So anyway, I've checked, also checked out the first four hours of No Man's, no Man's Sky. Sky. I was going to say No Land Beyond. I don't know why. Oy. Oh wait, that's a gun from Destiny. <laughs> Which is a very similar looking game, the way I see it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so no, no, Man's, no Man's Sky was hyped out to be some open world, totally randomly generated kind of space exploration simulator. I mean, it's not an action game, it's not an RPG, it's, it's a space sim. It feels it, it, you're like an astronaut. All of the above you mentioned. Yeah, like, it's, the, it's the, the Matt Damon movie. What is it? The Martian. The no, Martian. It's The Martian, the game. <laughs> You're the in the space, game, except you're don't not die. In Mars. That's it, right? Yeah, that's pretty it. much. Pretty you're much. in space, don't die. Explore. Find shit to survive. Yeah. Find the story that's hidden somewhere in the game. Okay. I think that's a pretty good quest right there. Like, the thing is, you start off, you get a narrative, and then you start off at a broken down spaceship. You'd be like, repair this, do this, get the hell out. So you just have to look around for equipment. Uh, break down carbons and break down stones, rocks, plant life for for materials to create the stuff mm. and then you just boost away, go to a different planet and then you end up having to build more things to actually find out what you're supposed to do in the first place. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like a it dumps you into this world that with a little bit of explanation so that you know what that so that you're on the right path. The, the world that you land on and all the worlds you explore and the monsters you find, they're all randomly generated. But I think the races are more or less sort of set in stone. I mean, I'm mean, i pretty got, sure there's like some sort of like prefabricated template set that they just kind of mix and yeah. match with. You still meet the it's death, not truly random. Yeah, you still meet the Daft Punk people. I mean, there's, there's actually there's a race called the Corsac. They look like Daft Punk. Corsac, huh? Yeah, Corsac. With the monitor screen face. You've got the space monkeys. I don't know what the hell they're called. Just oh, call sorry. them space, space monkeys. Apes. Space apes. Space apes? Yeah. Spapes. We call them spapes. Spapes. And you've got space <laughs> lizards. I think they're the geck. Spizzards. 
Not, not from Mass Effect, uh, the Gek, G-E-K. Oh. Yeah, different not, Gek. Not different the international Gek. Japanese pop star Gek. Yeah. <laughs> different, different altogether. Cool. We, we could find an alien who looked like that guy maybe further on. So basically, or as DLC. Yeah, so right now, my only mission is to actually find out this beacon that's calling out to me when I, when I did a hyperdrive to another solar system. Okay. So before that, I actually have to create this hyperdrive thing to walk to another solar system. Mm. I need I need like a warp drive, and to make a warp drive, I need to make antimatter and a bunch of other shit. So this whole game is basically a series of unfortunate events where you gotta kind of. Craft your way towards the objective? Craft your way to victory, yes. Wow. And you can make a gun, you can shoot things with it. Although you only shoot things that are actually attacking you, you don't provoke anything inside. But is there any hunting gameplay or any survival gameplay? Where uh, you need no to hunting, all you've done breathe. is basically mine. And when you breathe, okay, when you're in a cold place, your light bar will go down and your heat will go down. Okay. So you can't even do it in a warm place like underground or in a cave. Oh, okay, okay. So and then when you're out in the alien planet, your life support goes lower and lower. You need to fill that up, fill that up with isotopes like carbon or plutonium. Okay. I don't know how that works, but yeah, plutonium works wonders. Hmm. Yeah, you can actually. I kind of wish I was a time machine so you can actually fill that shit up with all the plutonium you can find in every planet. I don't know. I mean, when you're describing this to me, like games like Rust come to mind where it's basically you're not far off actually it's very it's part exploration part survival so is it safe part shooting things with that but is it too much of a like a blanket statement to say that this is rust in space uh, might be a blanket statement I haven't played enough of rust to know because again I think when you play this game you're alone there's no one else coming in your game you're just you against the universe trying to make friends with aliens and shooting down space pirates and sentinels. Uh, not the X-Men sentinels, this is more like this floating little robot thingies. Like if you were to disrupt the peace or break into some guy's house, oh, okay. the sentinels will come and attack you. So there's a constant sense of a higher power or a, or a bigger story that is just not revealed to you at this point in time? No, it's not. I mean, four hours in, I just may have unlocked a bit of the story. Still very vague. But I think that's what Hello Games is going for. The developers, Hello Games. Mm-hmm. They're trying to go for that whole... You're in here, figure out shit for yourself. So we give you all these tools, we give you this a little bit of like instruction manual things here and there. So it's tr- what you do is up to you. It's trying to be cerebral in that sense where it's basically, it's not treating you like an idiot, but yeah. it's also at the same time not going to baby you. It or? babies you to a point where you just get off the first planet. That's it. And then you can do your own So shit. it explains everything in that first tutorial planet or something. It's just yeah. like, okay, this is everything you're capable of. Now you're... you're it's up to your own wits after this. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but okay, now... That's what, what I like. Okay, maybe a lot of people who have critiqued on Metacritic or NeoGAF or even my friends on Facebook, they say they're like, No Man's Sky, what the fuck is this shit? You know, or they say, oh, you just walk around, you mind stuff, boring or whatnot. Okay. For me, at least for the first four hours, it felt like I have a sense of purpose. I got to discover this shit for myself. There's too much hand-holding in games. That's why I'm happy that Dark Souls, games like Dark Souls exist. Mm-hmm. Games like... Um, like, No Man's Sky also exists too. Elbit, maybe some context or narrative, like from the day one patch, could have been helped a bit more. Could have been added sooner. But from what I played, I'm happy with it. I'm just happy just mulling around in different planets, taking snapshots of different aliens, because I can get credit for is this discovering game, new species. But this is not a $40 game, though. This is... This is like 69 bucks, if I recall. So it's a full-price game right now. It, dude, the vastness of each world is just huge. Like, when you explore things, when you see the sights and the sounds, and 
just everything and even the music playing and the little ambience it worked out to its favor it it i'm just enthralled i think when i was playing this for four hours i think it was already 3 a.m when i bought it okay and when i was going through everything it was like time just goes by really fast this is a pretty good weekend game but this is not a game that any reviewer will be like i'm gonna finish this within five days and give my final score it does not seem like that kind of game this is a dick around malabout game that really f- emphasizes on the whole vastness of dicking around it's only available on PS4 right now it's going to be on right now. Steam uh, or it's PC it's going to be on right? Steam and PC on the 12th yeah. uh, PST which oh, is sorry. a week PDT, PDT. from the day of this recording yeah. okay so it's probably out by the time we post this right yeah pretty much pretty much now if I want to play a game like this, right, it would be very important that the world, the atmosphere, like the ambience, like it draws you in. It has to draw me in. I mean, like looking at the graphics, it's colorful. It's it 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 looks beautifully rendered, but there's also something about it that doesn't look, I would say, engaging enough for me. Like, it has to be really weird or surreal. I don't know. Maybe um like you know setting a too high bar for games like this, because it's like. Games like this easily bore me, especially when you. I mean, I don't care much for narrative or story, but I. I mean, I think I did mention it like an early podcast. I like games with challenge, and if the challenge is not being bored, dude, I got Stardew Valley, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a seventeen dollar game. Okay, that, that if is, you want to mill about and fuck around, <laughs> okay, that's that, a valid argument. That that's would be the game for you. That for me, you know. Yeah. That's a valid counterpoint because this there game is, is not nothing difficult. more satisfying than milking your cow. <laughs> this game is not difficult. I think I think my only issue with combat is land combat is not good. Like oh. when you're aiming your gun, I mean it's good for mining, it's good for Is it first person or third person? Um it's a first person. First okay. person. Yeah. And you got your jetpack to get around too, that helps. Yeah. It's just that when you're fighting, after you kill one enemy, it's best to flee because I tried to take down three, four sentinels. I'm already dead because of the controls. It just oh, okay. didn't feel okay. Maybe because you're an explorer, you're not meant for combat. But yeah, I had to run around. I had to run away from combat more than engage in combat. Maybe okay. Oh, talk about the interface also a little bit. I mean, like um, it's easy to get through. I mean, you you have limited space, of course. But that's that's all. That's what these survival games are. You gotta manage your inventory. Like mm. if you're close to your ship, you have extra back space, backpack space. So your ship has space, your your inventory, your own suit has like space as well. Okay. You gotta keep stuff and create items or even create mods. Because mods take up one space as well. Mm. So you can sprint really fast or you can shoot faster and whatnot. That takes up one space too. So do items. So the whole management thing comes into play as well. But can also get tedious if you don't like managing that much equipment. Here's where the whole earning credits bit come in like you find gold on planets, you find platinum, sell that shit off to like a pl- to a planet that does not have that a lot. Like, where they actually buy this shit the most. Okay. You can tell by the... So there's a bit of that freelancer, yes, like merchants. the trading and all okay, that. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of money from that. You go to a space dock, you, you call up a ship, and then you'd be like, hey, I want to buy a ship for this much. Trade oh, it in. So it's Marco Polo on Mars. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's, that's the best description <laughs> ever. Marco Polo, but in space. Yeah. Sounds like an amazing game, if only it wasn't full price. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with the price. I, mean, I, I, I look at it. it and I think, like, you know what? I might pick this up when it goes on sale, or you know, when it eventually hits that twenty dollar mark two years from now. But I, uh, I'm just not in the kind. I'm not in that frame of mind nowadays where I need to play something like this. Yeah. 
And with that, I can't really give a full score. I mean, yeah, as I mean, a first impression, yeah, first impression, yeah. First impressions, yeah, I just want to find out more. That's probably my drive, just to find out more about what the hell is going on, why am I stuck in this planet, Okay. to explore things beyond these solar systems. Mm. If I find out that there's a shitty ending to it, yeah, I'm probably going to kill someone. But for now, I'm happy with it. I think the drive of story and the drive of just exploring more new stuff and probably naming creatures after other people mm-hmm. were is basically my drive. In fact, I already told a friend. I I told a friend, a colleague of mine named Cheryl. Um, I probably name a creature after. Her. Yeah, hi Cheryl. <laughs> I'm probably gonna name a creature after her when I find like you know anything. <laughs> so okay, overall, mildly recommended as well. Yeah, mildly recommended. Mildly if you're recommended. into exploration. Okay. If you want, if you like a one-man Star Trek game, yeah, go for it. But again, four hours. I probably have four a different hours. opinion for in the next podcast. Maybe I we'll mean, do a throwback. I would probably say yeah. We we need to do a re re review. Yes. Where we maybe when you're about twenty to forty hours in. Totally, totally. Now speaking of very short experiences, <laughs> Telltale. <laughs> oh right, right. Okay. Drop that Batman game now amidst all the DC talk that we've been going through, right? I love Batman a lot Okay, we went through a lot of DC talk okay, This episode, previous episodes, right Okay, this will probably be the last DC thing we're ever going to talk about for the rest of the year Until I the hope. next episode Until <laughs> the next episode, but okay <laughs> Now, uh, I mean It would be against everything that it, I have to talk about this game Okay, Telltale released their Batman game now, okay, This was pretty much hyped up now, I also stated in a previous episode, I am not a fan of these Telltale games. Okay? I did play it because, okay, being a Batman fan, you gotta buy all the Batman shit. Okay? <laughs> as shitty as it gets, you know? You know? Speaking to an owner of the BVS Ultimate Edition right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is nothing to me. But, okay. There are some Telltale games I like. Okay, I really like Wolf Among Us. You know, I didn't like the Game of Thrones one. I still haven't played Walking Dead, which everybody, yeah, I know, I will, I'll, I'll play it one day. That's Stop good. Uh, me. I like, I like season one a lot. Even the Sam and Max games and the Tales of Monkey Island. Yes, those were good. Okay, I like those. So I gave this a shot, and what was promised was, you know, hey, a Telltale Batman game. Maybe you can be a dickhead Batman, or maybe you can be a really nice Batman. Can you be a dickhead Batman? Apparently not. You know, Son of a bitch. Because you see, unlike. The Zack Snyder Batman, you know, you, you're not allowed to kill people. No, no, no. I thought that would be an option. No, apparently not. Now, okay, this is your by the numbers Telltale game. Okay, only one episode has been released so far. The way they do this is, I mean, as most of you know, they release a couple es- episodes. They compile it into a season. Usually five, right? Or is it six? Five, six, whatever. And then, like you know, if they have enough money, they either make another season, you know. But uh, now. Compared to the other Telltale games, right? Okay, the ones that I've played personally, right? There's a bit more action in this. A lot of quick time events, in other words. Which is one of the things I hate most about the current gaming generation. I mean, not, not this current, the last gaming generation. The Xbox 360 PS3 quick time. Oh, God, that was the bait. If, of- if, if they're done right, I felt that that's good. No, but if they're just shoved in, as, yeah, fuck it. Okay, as much as I dislike quick time events, it kind of works here. Because you're Batman You're supposed to be a ninja With super ninja reflexes You're supposed to react to things So it kind of made sense That you know Most of the action sequences Were just quick time events You know Press left You know uh, Aim reticle here uh, Press X Like oh okay So if I mean 
as much as I dislike quick time events, it, it kind of worked for some strange reason in this Batman game. Like, you know, it felt like, yeah, I am Batman. I need to be able to be constantly aware of what's going on and uh, also be able to react things, you know, quickly, you know. I mean, and, and okay, there's really not much I can say about this game, like, action-wise, or, or, I mean, for any Telltale game in general. You have your action sequence, then you have that whole, here's the scene with the dialogue tree where you make up your mind about where the story's gonna go depending on, you know, how quickly you answer things, right? So, one thing that was really disappointing, right, is as Batman, you don't really have that much options dialogue-wise, story-wise. But as Bruce Wayne... You have a lot. Yeah. And apparently it's like, uh, what's that guy's name, Troy Baker? He so, plays, so you can be a dick Batman. Uh, dick, dick you Bruce can be Wayne, a right? dick Bruce Wayne. All right. But you can't be a dick Batman. I don't know. Maybe in the next episode. Okay, I mean... Now, the major gimmick of this new game... Is oh I forgot what it's called. Crowdsourcing was it? Or you can like, poll. Poll. Okay. Okay. Basically, you can get the opinion of other people. I mean, it's it's a weird mechanic. I mean, it's kind of fun to see how other people will react to your situation. I mean, granted, when I play these kind of games, nothing really convinces me to go left or right or otherwise. I mean, and the thing is now you have the option to like you know see what other people have done, and it's like yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean. I can see this right not as a play by yourself kind of game but something like where you and a couple of friends are sitting on the couch playing this interactive movie and all of you as a group have to decide like where the story is going like that's what it felt to me at that point in time but but playing by yourself not so much playing by yourself you don't really need this mechanic I mean you can turn it on if you want or I'm not sure if you can turn it on or off but I mean like it was there throughout my playthrough and I'm not gonna really I mean I don't want to spoil it. I mean, it's a very short game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's literally just one episode of what's supposed to be a bigger story. But um, So does it set the scale for something bigger in the future? Like cliffhangers? I or... really didn't get that feeling. Nah, I mean, to me, it felt like an episode of the animated series. I mean, granted, the animated series was amazing, right? But I mean, it's, 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 like, it's, it's like a decent Batman story. I really can't judge because no- nothing has been spelled out enough for me to know where this is going. And I don't want to spoil anything, but... Uh, I think the easiest question is, would you be looking forward to buying the second... Strangely and enough, yeah, episode? I am. I mean, and not because I'm a Batman fan, but because, like, okay, finally, there's, Telltale has done something their way, but in a way that I find kind of compelling, and, yeah, this might be the first Telltale game I kind of like a bit more <laughs> than usual. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like Wolf Among Us, but... Yeah, and you're a guy who likes more, like, more I need, challenging games. I need similar. more visceral experiences, but so far, I, I think it's also the, the Batman bias. I mean, it looks good. I wouldn't pay full price for it, though, yeah. You know what I mean? If, uh, I would rather wait for the whole season, get it as a collection. I mean, these these Telltale games, like, I mean, they go for a pretty penny, but I mean, if you, if you, if you can wait, you know, get the bundle, get the full Apparently, thing. Apparently, you have to pay full price for one episode, and then the, the rest will come in for free. No, I mean, that's their 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 model. The model, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it's yeah, like one props to them for that to work, you know. Yeah, it worked out well for Game of Thrones and Walking Dead, so they're gonna. Do so the like, thing. yeah, ba- basically, you you pre-ordered everything. Yeah, <laughs> you get the first season free. <laughs> but I'm just glad that you know at least there's an outlet for different kind of Batman stories instead of having it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. A different take. A different take is always good now and then. Instead of having it as an action adventure game. But okay, but this would be the problem. If you want to play a Batman game, yo, those Arkham games. 
they they exist they're out there they're yeah. pretty cheap now dude even there's a collection coming out there is the collection I mean if you have a decent enough PC Arkham Knight is actually a pretty good game I mean it's been patched now right no <laughs> okay <maybe laughs> I, not. What, what I know is that they did their best whatever you have right now that's the only version that's ever gonna yeah if you have a PS4 just play the PS4 version too. or if you have a, I mean I have a decent enough rig so uh, for, strangely for I mean luckily for me when I got the PC version worked fine there's a little bit of stuttering when I was doing like the Batmobile things but that's pretty normal yeah so uh, like I said I, I guess for those who want a different take on Batman that's not action packed I think the Telltale games might be that. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that if yeah, you're a Telltale fan, here's your Batman game. You know, I mean, like if you don't like the Batman games, but you want to play a Batman game, or like, you think that if, Bat- you, if you're not good at action games, or if you're yeah, not like, into the whole action, like a Batman game, game, like the fight mechanic is a little bit confusing. Because I know, like on pad, people really have problems, like you know, finagling around with the controls, but. If you I want, think I'm one of the exception. I had five fine this. I had fun just using. Yeah, the I know, but it's like. Thing. Like yeah, it's 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 just nice to know that this year there's at least one good Batman product that came out. <laughs> if I want to tie it all back in, you know, yeah. yay! You know, I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> I think with that we can just end on a very high note. Uh, high enough, yeah. So okay, as high enough as all these dredges from DC Entertainment brought us down. To. At least there's one good Batman thing out this year. Yeah. Okay. Praise so, the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> so uh, this is your host Shafiq and this is Mr. Toffee and we're signing off now good night